What does it mean to be human? Where is the line between person and machine? Or does the line even exist? No idea. I'm here to tell you about Synthesia. Alan here has a lot to say, and nothing but text to say it. Emails, presentations, tutorials, typing, typing, typing. It never ends. A giant, steaming pile of text. It's just not as engaging to read as it is to watch and listen. But with Synthesia, Alan can take that text, and in just a few minutes, turn it into this. In today's lesson, you will learn about how to set up for a perfect interview. He doesn't need a camera. He doesn't need a mic. All he needs are some words and a browser. Hello, Heidi. Hello. Alan would like to thank Who you for this? yesterday. With Synthesia, Alan can give anything a face and a voice, including his own. And with a little extra work, he can create a custom avatar who looks and sounds just like him. In this video, I will show some tips on how to connect more efficiently. Or sounds like him in a different language. Die Berichte für dieses Quartal sind down. Sieht toll aus. Our CRM system is a great source of information. To learn uh, now, it's easy for Alan to share anything he can type. Once you have the data, it is time to map the customer's journey to the purchase. Synthesia. Turning text into something much more human. Well, almost human. I think you know what time it is. Yes, it's that time when all the savvy podcasters group up and form Napod Pomo. Do you have your story ready? I'm ready. Let's get into this. Napod Pomo, let's go. It is day number 11 on this thing that we call the Napod Pomo Challenge. It is also Veterans Day, so let's start off by saying thank you to all the veterans. Much appreciated. Today, the podcast news story is all about artificial intelligence. I found this on podnews.net. It came across their morning newsletter. And it's always great to find out what's going on in the podcast world. Podnews.net is a great place to sign up for a daily dose in your email box. Thanks a lot for that great information each day, podnews.net. This article by Eric Borgos, November 10th, How I Made one of the world's first 100% AI-generated podcast, created by machine learning, not humans. This is a hot topic right now and very interesting. How many of you use AI in some capacity for your podcast? I use it once in a while, and we're finding it more commonplace, especially for audio cleanup. But to generate a 100% audio podcast generated with artificial intelligence, this is kind of interesting. 
It has the first podcast on this episode. I will share the link in the show notes. Also, he is trying to come up with the artificial intelligence generated video for video podcasting using 100% AI generated podcast. And since we are talking about AI generation, we're going to use artificial intelligence to listen to this article. Let's have us a listen. How I made one of the world's first 100% AI generated podcasts created by machine learning not humans. A few weeks ago, an AI-generated podcast named Joe Rogan interview Steve Jobs went viral because of how realistic it sounded. It was an impressive accomplishment, but really just an advanced combination of the various technologies I was already working with, such as GPT-3 and voice cloning. So I decided to make my own version. There are some potential problems, though, with creating AI models based on famous people. Legally, celebrities have a right of publicity which prohibits unauthorized use of their name, photo, likeness, and voice. You can get around this if you are doing it as a parody or for educational purposes, but that did not apply to my situation. Instead, this is what I came up with. No celebrities involved. It was inspired by podbot.i, but my version is more automated because it comes up with the podcast episode title on its own. Other similar AI podcasts include Lexman and Robra. The first step in the programming for this project was having the AI think of a topic that would then be used as the title of the podcast. I decided that training an ML model on blog posting titles would be better than podcasts, so I put 100,000 blog posting titles into open source Atexkin for it to learn to write good ones, but that turned out horribly. I am not sure why. So instead I switched to the nlpcloud.com text generation API which uses GPTJ, similar to GPT-3. No fine-tuning was needed. Instead, I relied on experimenting with various prompts to see what worked best. Some good ones I tried were, I wrote a blog posting. It is called, my blog posting is called, I wrote an article named, I thought of a name for my blog posting. It is, the top three blog posting names are, and the top three article names are. Even though all of was automated, I didn't want to put out any podcasts that were offensive or are rated, so I manually looked at each title before it was used, and deleted any that were inappropriate. I also added a bad words filter to automatically delete any titles that contained words I would not want to use, but some still got through unless I moderated them. Next, I programmed it to choose an AI host for the episode from a library of eight hosts that I created ahead of time. The first and last name of each host was generated using open source name creator, not AI, and the image of the host was randomly chosen from my AI-generated faces website. Each host was then randomly matched with an AI voice from resemble.i. This costs money to use. But there are open source alternatives such as Koki and Tortoise. To get the text content for the podcast, I fed the title to Nell Cloud's blog post generator API. I could not find any program or API specifically for AI podcast content. So for now, I am using what is meant to be a blog posting. My programming automatically augments the resulting text with SSML, making certain parts of it louder, such as the title and the name of each section, and adding pauses between each paragraph to make the host sound more human. Text-to-speech from the Resemble.i API then turns this text into a voice. To make it sound like an official podcast, I gave each episode intro and outro music randomly picked from a library of short MP3 files I downloaded from Storyblocks.com. FPEG and MoviePie, both of which are open source, were then used to automatically mix the audio. Cover art for the episodes was generated using Stable Diffusion, open source, which is a new text-to-image program where you give it a phrase, a prompt, and it converts your concept into an image using machine learning. For each podcast episode, 
The title was the prompt. I could have hosted the podcast on my server, but instead, I uploaded to Buzzsprout using their free account level and embedded their podcast player on my boardhumans.com AI podcast page. I partially did this to make it look more official, but it also made it so I could submit the podcast to Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and other places where podcasts are heard. Right now I only have one episode completed, but my plan is to create 100 more and write code to use the Buzzsprout API to automatically upload one episode a week. Podcasts are distributed using RSS feeds, which means whenever I upload a new episode it will automatically appear on all the major podcast sites. I am also looking into turning my audio podcast into a video podcast, using Synthesia, see below. There is a potential problem with this though. Their terms and conditions page has two restrictions that seem to prohibit what I want to do. Restriction number one, in user-generated content in which stock avatar is making any kind of statement of opinion including expressing any personal preferences or experiences as if they are stock avatars preferences or experiences. Restriction number two, in user-generated content in which stock avatar is making any kind of statement of fact regarding religion, politics, race, gender, sexuality, or other similar topics that are known to be sensitive to certain demographics. The solution would be for me to use another similar service or create my own text-to-video software, so that is what I'm working on next. Very interesting. So what do you think? Is it a podcast or is it just a content creation? Who is the podcaster with this? There's a lot of questions involved with AI and generating content using it. But very interesting technology and I can't wait to see what else is coming because of AI. Now let's jump over to Podchaser and chase us down a podcaster. And today's podcast is Artificial Intelligence 101. It is a weekly technology podcast. This podcast is hosted on Anchor. It is active. Started December 6th, 2021. The latest episode November 7th, 2022, released weekly, there's 47 episodes, the average length is 7 minutes, and it's not explicit, and the language is English. I will share the link to this podcast in the show notes. And our upcoming episode that we are going to highlight today is with Barbara Ann Mojica. It will release March 8th, 2023. Let's listen to a clip from that upcoming episode of the Dead America podcast. So do you have a favorite book that you've written or are they all your babies? Well, that's kind of like asking me which one is your favorite <laughs> child. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, you know, I have some that are, I, I would say I'm, I was more enthused about than others. I love um, the Sequoia National Park book uh, and because that one involves, uh, as I said, multidisciplinary thinking. So I have there uh, the trees, the, uh, the uh, Sequoia trees. I talk about sequoia trees and redwood trees how they're the same and the different how they grow from from seeds uh 
and how they're sometimes spread by the wind. I have diagrams and pictures that uh, show the children the contrast. I talk about who came to Sequoia National Park, how it was originally uh, inhabited by Native Americans and they guided the early explorers to the park. So then I talk about the early explorers and we talk about the nature in the park. We, we talk about the kind uh, of wildlife you would find. Uh, and then I bring up the questions um, about uh, people and places within the book to you know elicit children's opinions. And we also talk about the uh, the pollution, because the uh, it's one of the most beautiful parks, uh, yet it is the most polluted park in the national park system. And they sometimes wow. post a sign that it's unhealthy to breathe the air here. In fact, when they hire people to work there, they give them this uh, warning ahead of time that there is um, and sometimes an abnormal amount of pollution. So I talk about that wow. and I asked the children, well, what do they think about these problems? The pollution was co is caused because it's in the industrial valley with all the, uh, the, the trucking routes and the, the freight lines. And, and I even have a, a little Miss History wearing a kind of gas mask to, to really <laughs> illustrate the point. So in my books, the, we use multimedia. So little Miss History is that character that's drawn, hand drawn, and she's in many of the episodes, the pages. But there are also in mo almost all of my books, with the exception of a few, like the North Pole, which I have not personally visited, uh, we use actual photography. So we visit the sites, uh, we take uh, photographs. So there are, it's a combination of portraits of people, uh, photography, uh, and mixed media. So that's another thing that I think makes them more appealing to children. It's a mix of the old and a mix of what technology we now have in in the modern world as well yeah very interesting what you've done uh i noticed you go through battleships you have one on hyde park you know hyde park is very interesting and what what roosevelt actually uh did there so how do you come up with the books subjects like uh do you have a whole list of them or do they just come up and you hey i'm gonna write a book about this well how do you mostly, come up with the material a combination of some of them are iconic historical sites that uh you know would be recognizable to everybody like the statue of liberty and mount rushmore uh Others are, I think, more of uh, those that children with a particular kind of focus or interest might might want to see. So I try to do a combination uh, of the familiar and the unfamiliar, or uh, a, a little bit of a variation of subject. And as I said, I, I tend to be very multidisciplinary. And I see, again, history as a reality, everyday people 
involved in everyday things. So I have a book like on the La Brea Tar Pits and children that are interested in prehistory or archeology span are very into that book. And I even have a four, four year old fan who just adores uh, fossils. And, and he actually sent me a drawing of, of you know, what he learned from reading the book, and, which is really, awesome. really cute. Uh, but, you know, so that's a specific history. Uh, you know, that area is prehistory. So that's the only book I have on prehistory. But again, that book is very diverse because I also include the museum. So we talk about scientists and how they work. And I show them a picture of the scientists working outside in the, in the pits and also working inside where they're cleaning the fossils. And if you visit there, you can actually watch the scientists in what they call the fishbowl, because it's a glass enclosure. The children can see the scientists working. They can see them outside. They can go into outside and see the, the fossils that are still in the pits. Then they can come inside and they can see these reconstructions of these mammoth creatures or watch a film about the mammoth creatures or walk in the garden. They have recreated a prehistoric garden. So they recreated this garden space with the kinds of plants that were growing for 40, uh, you know, thousand years ago. So uh, we can you know, kind of experience it in a multitude of ways. So, so that's an example of a book that appears to a more specific interest. And then again, uh, a book like Ford's Theater, I have a book on Lincoln's assassination at Ford's Theater and the theater itself. So I focus not specifically on the assassination, though that's a part of the story, but I talk about the museums that are a part of Ford's theater. We talk about some of the, uh, again, characters that aren't as well known. So I talk about um, Anderson um, Ruffin Abbott, who was a uh, African-American surgeon. He volunteered his services uh, during the Civil War. He never actually enlisted. They didn't allow him to enlist as a surgeon, but he volunteered. And he was one of the first African-American black surgeons in the country. He was at Ford's Theater when Lincoln was shot. And he was there on a date with Mary Todd Lincoln's maid, who was a freed wow. black woman, Elizabeth Keckley. And he was there and witnessed the assassination. So, you know, we he he even remained a, f a friend of the family, and he, and they, uh, Mary Lincoln gave him a shawl that had belonged to Lincoln. There's all kinds of threads of history that I try to make children aware of. That you know, it it's not just this textbook with a with a lot of information and in. it's real everyday living experience barbara ann mohica she's a very fascinating individual writing some very awesome books for children teaching them more than just history behind the scenes where most people don't even get a chance to look 
She has a great set of children books. LittleMissedHistory.com The link is in the notes. With that, my thought for today, everybody should dive in and learn about our history. Because if we don't remember our history, we are doomed to repeat it. I'll see you right back here tomorrow for day 12 of this thing called the Napod Pomo Challenge.